Pinball Nerds to episode 475 of your fifth favorite pinball podcast. My name is Orbital Albert, and on today's show, we're going to be talking about 1,000 Stern LE Mandalorian pins. Now, I know what you're thinking, what, Orby, you don't do rumors. In fact, you purposely don't even go onto Pinside for days leading up to a new release and after because you don't want to know what other people think. If nothing else, you don't come here for the great production quality. You come here for the unfiltered opinion of Orby. That's what you get every mother time. I'm going to go off topic, but I'm also not going to feed you regurgitated pin side opinions, Facebook opinions, and I even try not to listen to other podcasts. Believe it or not, I even saw Kaneda posted yesterday that uh i what was it called what was it called what was it called i don't have to do another retraction it was what if mando sucks and i haven't gone and listened to it oh no that was uh not that was today i haven't gone and listened to it i probably will i just i wanted today oh yeah the uh, today's episode was supposed to be called mandalorian le will hit fifty thousand dollars within two years and i actually think it could be within a year however I just finished listening to the new podcast by my buddy Bill Webb there, by the way. Welcome back to podcasting, Bill, uh, from Special One Lit, of course. And Amanda, also known as Mrs. Lord Helmet, or as I call her, Mrs. That's what I call her, Mrs. Lord Helmet. I don't know. I was going to try to be uh, cheeky there, but I, yeah. I, it, anyways, I have had the pleasure of speaking to Amanda on Flipping Out several times. And even before that, I remember she was on the Special One Lit thing a lot. Uh, so, you know, I haven't really... I haven't like private messaged her, but anyways, I thought that that was a pretty good job. I will say this of like any of the new, and I don't want to like hurt anyone's feelings, but of any of the new, uh, TPN pinball network shows in the last, I don't know, couple months, it was probably my favorite. I guess the last one I really liked, uh, was when Bruce Nightingale was on there with his wife. I forget her name. I'm sorry, Bruce's wife. Uh, I only heard you on one show and I'm not great with names and I do way too many vaporizers. I'm sorry. Uh, speaking of vaporizers, I thought this was a little funny. I go into my all natural or sorry, I just had to kill it and ant there. Make sure it wasn't a tick uh, crawling up my neck. I go into the Nova Scotia marijuana store and all I want is a battery for the Air Riser Air. And if they're not going to give me a battery for the Air Riser Air, then I want a battery for the Air Riser Air 2. And if they don't have a battery for that, give me a generic one for like the top, the specific battery that they use from the Kitchener Waterloo Company Air Riser. Like it's just more, it's just better. It just, you can recharge it like a thousand times. And you know me hitting a vape like 20 times a day. I got to keep that sucker going. Anyways, my last two batteries have died because I got the dumb generic ones. But the one vape shop with that I'm allowed to go to, the one vape shop in my county that has that battery is closed due to lockdown because apparently marijuana is not essential? Are you kidding me? I've gone three days 
without food. Okay. I haven't eaten since the weekend. I'm doing a fast right now. My spleen was still enlarged. I don't like to talk about the effects of me getting the vaccination because I, I think it will scare other people. If you have an autoimmune disorder or suspected autoimmune disorder, it's going to kick your ass. Sorry for swearing, but it is. If you don't have an autoimmune disorder, even if you're just a little overweight, even my buddy who had diabetes, okay, he got it. He's a fairly larger dude. He was felt a little tired for a day, but I am like 95% sure I've got stage four uh, colitis, which is like the most serious form of it. And long story short, I'm probably going to be pooping in a bag in 15 years from now. Uh, I think it's 85% of people within 20 years end up being bag poopers. So if the year is 2041, okay, and I'm playing at uh, Pinburg 2 or the new Pinburg beside me, and you're driving in a Chevy and your pants get kind of heavy, Orbeez diarrhea, Orbeez diarrhea. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. Anyways, let's, I've gone, what the, it's gone off the freaking rails, man. Jeez, I thought we were going to do that less often. People want to hear about the 1,000 LEs. Stern's never done 1,000 LEs before. People want to hear about it. They're they're curious. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm right. Whoa, could they now be low enough on the list? They could get a Mando LE. You'll find out soon. But first, I have a retraction to Chris. So cool for school. Okay. How do you pronounce your last name, Chris? Can you tell us on the show one time? You always, he always calls me the wrong name. He calls me Orbiter. Well, everybody, until I went, got into pinball, do you know what everyone called me? Al. Now, I didn't like it because I'm married with children. Oh, Al. I hated, I don't like the name Al, but my really good friends, all my really good friends, they all call me Al. Most of my middle-level friends call me Bert, okay? Then my enemies just call me a douchebag. Which, you know, I turn for douchebag also. That I mean, yeah, depending on the day. Depending how many vaporizers I had that day. Yeah, probably a great name. Hopefully we're not getting a delivery right now because I can't go sign for anything. One of the kids is in a Zoom classroom and the other kid I might have to go get. I'm really sorry if I have to go. Hopefully it's not something I signed for and I just waved to him. Um, anyways. Canada as he refers to himself in the third person, uh, has, uh, has let me know. He, he actually wrote on his Facebook page. I like how he did this. He just wrote, Albert, I said two flippers on the upper play field. Chris, I'm not always 100% paying attention when you're talking. I don't pay 100% attention to any pinball podcast because you know what? I've never in my life sat there and just listened to a pinball podcast. That's not true. I lay there and listen to pinball podcasts in the bathtub all the time. But in the last week, my body has been so sick from this vaccine. The almost expired AstraZeneca sent up from Nebraska that no one down there wanted. Us poor Canadians were like, oh, please, America, please, United States, could we just have a little vaccine here for us? I know that you guys caused COVID to go on wildfire and ruin the planet for the rest of the earth. And everyone who lives in the South will never, ever, ever bother to get a vaccine, which is why COVID will never die. But please, sir, even though we went into lockdown and caused way financial pain and you caused us to get sick, is there any way we could have a little vaccine? All right, that's not entirely true. And to each and every one of you out there who's got their vaccine or will get their vaccine and who was responsible and smart and helpful to society and helped squash out this jerk, there are some people saying that now big things like concerts 
and big thing. Yay! They didn't need my signature. Uh, there's some people saying that big things like concerts and, you know, large pinball shows like Expo, it, they'll never be able to happen in the Southern United States. They just, they might not be able to happen. There's places like Texas, like TPF might not be able to happen the way it did before because there's certain places in this, this you know, like Florida that are just never, you're, you know, 90, it did, and I'm not talking about pinball nerds. I'm talking about 95% of the pinball nerds I know are not crazy anti-vaxxers or I just took them on Facebook, so I don't know them. But if you're a crazy anti-vaxxer and you, you don't like mass and say, I don't like science. I'm smarter than every scientist on the planet. I don't give a rat's ass. If you tell me that I'm going to get sick and die from COVID, I'd rather die of COVID than take a little tiny needle or have to put fabric upon my face. I shall not do it. My children's children's children will still know what COVID is because I'm too good for it. So if you're someone who's not going to take the vaccination, and you have like a severe immuno, you're severely immunocompromised. I get it. If you're not going to take the vaccine because in your country you can't get it and there's not enough, I get it. If you're not going to take the vaccine because like you're deathly afraid of needles, I can even start to understand that. If you're not going to get it because like your sister's brother's nephew knows someone who got a needle one time and, and they felt sick for a week, that's a dumb reason. If you're not going to get it because you're like me and you're a hypochondriac, couldn't remember that the other day, and you're afraid of doctors, get over it. Get over it. Do it for yourself. Do it for your OMA. Not going to lie. My OMA would still be on this planet. if it. Basically, if people in London, Ontario, listen to the lockdown bear, love you, London. And again, this happened all over the world. It's not just in the deep south. I have lots of listeners in the south, and 99% of the listeners of the show are very responsible, smart educated people. I, I had this argument with a, a friend of mine and he literally worked in the number one, not the number two, number three, the number one raked restaurant in all London, Ontario, according to Yelp. And that's David's Bistro. Shout out to good old Mikey D, my bud there. And he is not like the sous chef or the, he is the head chef. You can ask David, David Chapman of David's Bistro, uh, my good buddy, Pete, some of you guys know the episode where I it called Burnout Pete. Well, that's my best friend growing up until I became best buddies with Matthew Megaphone in grade seven was Pete. And I'm still good buddies with both of them to this day. And I had an argument with him one time about cheeseburgers. And he said, but Albert, the best cheeseburger on the planet is the McDouble because it's $1.69. It comes, you know, it's got for, for what you pay, for what you get, it's by far the best. And I said, sure, value wise, maybe it, it's a miracle of, you know, our industrial age that you can combine 200 fat on, you know, like never seen like cows together and get a cheap piece of meat. Sure. Like they did do that. They did great at it. And in fact, when you buy McDonald's, you're paying more for the marketing, the advertising and the staff and the labor uh, and all the uh, plastic that you get and all the paper that's bad for the environment. You're paying more for that than you are actually paying for the ingredients within said burger. Right. So we know that I, I, I was lucky enough to get to take uh, get to take marketing uh, at Fanshawe College, shout out again, good old Forest City. And uh, I was honors for first semester. I've said that before. I was honors for first semester. And then I discovered partying and girls and started to get invited to more keg parties and started to date more girls and uh, several of them at the same time. And I will say this, if you're going to try to juggle several girlfriends at once, 
you need to be open and honest with all of them and tell them I'm not looking for a serious relationship. I'm just here to date and have fun. I'm not going to get married for at least five years. I expect you to go out and date and have fun at the same time. Because if you start to rely on me for all your fun, I can't go see another girl tomorrow night or the next night or the next night or the next night. Now, where you run into problems is trying to go on multiple dates in a day. I attempted to do that with three girls. That's where you can run into issues. Anyways, I don't even know why I'm talking about women. I don't know how, why, how we got here. But my friend, the Red Seal chef, Mikey D, told me specifically that he thought, no, it was actually a really good tasting burger. In fact, I think in the argument, he said it was the best burger of all time. And I said, Mike, you're the head chef of a very good restaurant. And, and they don't serve burgers or anything like that there. They serve all French food and uh, bistro-esque, a lot of seafood, um, a lot of, uh, you know, catch of the day, and then incredible food. If you're there, NHL players go there. I, I mean, I remember back even in the day, like my buddy Pete was like, oh, Paul Coffey was in last night at the, anyways. He's, I said to him, if I, could I find one Red Seal chef? A Red Seal chef is considered even better than a head chef at a fancy restaurant, right? So I said, can I find one Red Seal chef who actually thinks that the McDouble is the best tasting cheeseburger on the planet? And he said, oh, for sure. I said, now, could I find 10? He said, oh, for sure. I said, now, if we did a quiz of the top 1,000 highest paid best Red Seal chefs on the planet, what percentage of them would tell you? If you had a long list of, say, like the top Red Seal restaurants or whatever they're called, the four-star, whatever is across the, what is it? Uh, with it I, I remember it because of the tire, the Michelin, whatever. There's some type of rating of really good restaurants. If you were to look at the best restaurants on the planet and you were to make a list of the top 10 burgers on the planet, well, the top nine, and then the 10th one that you added was the McDouble. What percentage of those 1,000 Red Seal chefs would come back and say, uh, yes, I've tried the other nine incredible burgers, but the McDouble is the best. And the answer is zero, zero percent of them would come back and tell you that. And so that's why I always tend to believe someone who is, you know, the, 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 the higher likelihood of education in that particular field, the better chance they have, they're saying something that makes sense to me. So if you were to interview like the top thousand scientists on the planet, and say, is the COVID vaccine, does it do more good than it does bad? Like probably 999 of them, if not a thousand would say, well, obviously overall the vaccine does more good. In fact, without the vaccine, it's COVID's just gonna become the common cold, except for it's the common cold where you can't go anywhere. So to those of you listening to this, if you have friends or family members that don't wanna get vaccinated, just be like, or be said to, and he's done more research than you want it probably. And who cares about Orby? Just do it because it's the right thing to do. It's one time in your life. We don't have a war that we're being asked to go to, okay? My grandparents were asked to go to war in Holland, okay? They had to go fight for their country. And it, you know, do you know what I mean? Like people have to do hard things when there's tough times in society. But the worst thing we have to do is just stay at home and play video games for a couple weeks and not go out for meals at fancy restaurants. Is that it for a little bit of a lockdown? Now, I understand this is detrimental towards the business owners, but to each and every business owner that's saying, oh, come on to my restaurant, let's fill it up, no one wear masks. You're your own worst enemy. You're causing the virus to last longer. Now, Canada had mentioned that I had said that if there's only two flippers on this thing, I'm not interested. And that's not true. If there's only two, well, it is true that he said that. And I apologize. Sorry, Chris. 
Still want to have you on the show. That should be exciting. Don't know when that's going to be. My health was almost back to 100%. I was ready to have him on the show. Then I got the vaccine. It's been garbage for about a week. I'd like to give myself another day or two. Um, I'm hoping that he's going to come on the day after Mando's release. So this Wednesday. And I will say this, listeners, if you're not a big fan of Chris and you don't listen to his show, I would still encourage you to listen to him on my show. Okay? Because you're not going to He's If he starts to go off the rails and be negative, which I don't think he will, he didn't on Special One Lit, he didn't on Poor Men's, and honestly, in the last year, his shows have been way more positive. So if he doesn't go, if he goes off the rails, I just hang up the freaking phone. He knows that. I have no problem hanging up on Chris. Okay? I'm not going to walk over and pour a a drink on his face, but I have no problem just saying, okay, thanks for the interview, Chris, bye. And I have no problem doing that. Now, at the same time, I don't want to kiss my butt. I want to hear his honest opinion. But I do probably want to... I do want to hold his, I do, I do want to call him and make him accountable. I will tell you this, Canadianized conversation will be a billion times more positive than Zach Manny and Dell. Oh my God. It took me seven tries to get through that. And I was only listening for journalistic integrity. What does journalistic integrity mean? I don't know. I have no integrity and I'm not a journalist, but I know that you're supposed to like, I just, I thought maybe there would be something there so important that I need to listen to it. And there was, it was the whole Marty Robbins thing talking about Fathom. I I wonder how many sales Haggis lost. (laughs) Here you have one of the biggest audiences, especially with Saps being gone, where we could have learned all the cool things about Fathom, but nobody got to that part. Like nobody, like, ah, next time, Zach. If you want to have someone on the show who's going to be uh, lots of hot takes over here, okay? I got more hot takes and McDonald's got hot cakes. Whoa, I just came up with that. I'm a poet and I did done know it. Um, I always did well in English class and the poetry stuff. Uh, mostly because the teachers were just happy I would shut up for five seconds probably. However, I'm going to digress for the final time today and tell you, Chris, I'm sorry, Chris reported there's two on the upper playfield. I'm here to say that if there's only two flippers on the bottom playfield, I'm out. I need three flippers on my main playfield. I need it. And I'm not talking Led Zeppelin where you just put the flipper in there to say there's a flipper and there's like one boring shot for it. No, 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 no. Especially on the pro. There's a a dead end shot. Oh, that sounds fun. You installed an entire flipper mech for a dead end shot. I've tried to be nice to Led Zeppelin, but it's tricky. Uh, it's hard. It, it's a very open play field. I haven't played it yet. It looks like it has good flow. I actually like some of the artwork. I do think it's cool that Stern is trying to do different things with the lights. Unfortunately, every person that I know, and that's only one, uh, Mr. Jeff Diola, shout out. Hopefully Kitchener Waterloo's doing well. He got his, and there was like nine things wrong with it, including mostly, okay, not nine things, but the main thing was like it was warped in several different areas and like with like an egg or so to the point of it was unplayable. And then he had issues I thought with the thing coming up or maybe just everybody else had issues with the thing coming up. And the funny part is nobody bought the pro because everyone want the thing that came up and then the thing that came up didn't even work right. So I think Led Zeppelin was a dud. However, it was very smart of Stern to come out with a dud at that point because they needed to have a dud so that they could maybe kind of slowly start to catch up. Like if they came out with the Mandalorian six months ago, you'd be telling people, sorry, you're not going to get your Mando for three years. Now let's get over to Mando because the Mando waits for no one. I have spoken. Is Stern going to do 1000 LEs? I doubt it. Well, I should say I doubt it for Mando. 
I have heard rumblings of 500. Other people have said 600. I don't even know. Maybe Stern's officially announced it's only 600. However it is, it's not enough. Because the explosion in pinball has not primarily happened in tournament pinball. The explosion in pinball in the last few years has came from non-competitive pinball. That's right. People usually play. People usually get a couple pinball machines and like goof around with their friends long before they ever start going into competitive pinball, especially nowadays. So what we're finding, because usually you don't go to a tournament and someone coming in their first time, it's their first time playing pinball. They're going, oh, I'm here for a tournament and I don't know what it, you know, like. So when I got into pinball, which David Fix, don't get mad at me. I've been, in, I'm allowed to talk about this. I've been in pinball five years. You can go look at my FPA. About five years ago when I entered FPA, I was number 39, 38,000, something like that. We're now at like, we haven't allowed, allowed any new FPA players in two years. So two years ago. So in just three years, we doubled the competitive scene. When IFPA opens the floodgates and allows whoppers again, me hungry, me want whoppers. When IFPA opens the gates and the floodwaters come a flowing through those MFers, you're going to see, we're going to, I already said on a pinball podcast, we're going to see 100,000 before 2022. I was wrong. They open those floodgates. We're going to see that within probably six months. Of, well, well, I mean, at the time I said that, I didn't know there was going to be a two-year pandemic. So you got to give me some leeway here, kids. All right, listeners. Now, are they going to do a thousand? I don't know. But Stern, if you're listening, I would announce that you're going to do a 600 run and then a 400 run. Because if Competitive pinball has gone from like 30,000 to 90,000 in two years. That means non com And this is pre-COVID and pinball's exploded even way more since COVID. That means that we're going to see prices continue to skyrocket. We're going to see, like, think about this. If three or four years ago, Stern could release 500 LEs and they'd be sold out like, I think Jurassic Park was sold out before, like, it was ever announced. You know what I mean? Like, if 90% if of these LEs are sold blindly just to people in the line saying, I want every Stern LE, and the last 10% are reserved before even the announcement, like, like, the very first second that people saw the Stern release, they would have, you know, called their distributor and said, okay, if Mando's real, I want a freaking Mando. What I'm getting at is that Stern, if you're listening or anyone there, you should be doing minimum, minimum a thousand LEs. Not only because you make your best margins, although you make your best margins on it, but you don't make the most money off of it. You make the most money off your bread and butter, which is the pro, because you might sell three, four, five thousand of them. I'm guessing with Jurassic Park, it was closer to that five thousand number or more. So they obviously make more money off the pros but it takes just as much time to make an LE or a pro. So why not, you know, you can sell a thousand LEs and for every one old curmudgeon, I hear there's one guy who's 85 and he's saying, Orbital Albert, it's always been 500 LEs. I don't like, I will buy one if you make it a thousand, that's it. I'm out. I'll never buy a Stern Alley again. Okay, he started to have constipation near the end. But old guys get that once in a while. There are some old curmudgeon fluffer butt nuts out there. The old dudes in pinball. The old curmudgeon get off my lawn, yell at the sky guys. There's a couple of them in pinball. You could probably guess who they are. Uh, 
And and I love them. I love the old dudes too. I'll, I'll mess around with old guys, but they're the same ones who don't want Mando. They're the same ones who want the monsters. I remember back when I was only 74 when the monsters came out. It was fun. Nobody wanted the monsters. Nobody. Nobody. I think like, honestly, even my dad, but both my dads weren't even, my dads aren't even old enough to have watched the monsters live. They maybe saw reruns of it. Like, so it would have to be people that are like my great grandfather's age and he's been passed away since I was four years old. So the Munsters was just a bad theme. A great shooting machine. I love John Borg. I love Christopher Franchi. It's a well-made machine. It works great. I like the mini playfield. I like the shots. I can't stand the coats. Sorry, Dwight. But it's, you know, I mean, if Munsters is your worst freaking machine and like, like since Aerosmith in the last 10 years, if Munsters is the worst machine you've produced or arguably maybe Led Zeppelin, you're doing something right. Cause it's still miles ahead of anything that will ever be produced by Deep Root, obviously. It's still miles ahead of Alien. Alien is the only theme worse than Monsters I could think of. And if you're gonna do Alien, at least get the hot chick that kept us entertained because other than some good sci-fi, there was no plot in that movie. There's aliens on a plane. There's snakes on a plane. Help, we're stuck. It was just, there was no, it was just like scary moment. Hot chick, scary moment, hot chick. That's all it was. And I don't even know how hot Sigourney Weaver was with a shaved head, right? Was that her? I don't know. Anyways, I think Stern knows that I am right. We started with 500 LEs like decades ago. At that point, pinball was almost dead. At that point, Stern was begging to sell their 500. It would take weeks, if not months, if not years. And then even there are some distributors who still have Monsters LE, from what I understand, and Wonka LE, and a couple other, just the machine was either a dud or the theme was a dud. And, you know, I'm telling you right now, if Stern said, Guys, we've decided due to crazy demand, we don't. If you go to a thousand, you're going to see less black market. You see less black market, then everybody's happier because everybody who wants one. And for every one curmudgeon that goes, I'm not buying a Mandalorian LE if they make a thousand, you're going to get 90 other dudes who are like 40 or under or 50 or under and go, Well, I'll take one if you're going to keep the price the same and you're going to offer a thousand. One in a thousand is still very, very rare. I like coming from the sports card. Like if you can find a LeBron James with like of any of his good cards that there's less than 10,000 PSA graded 10, you're like, wow, that's rare. That's a rare LeBron. If you find a Michael Jordan that's had like less than even 10,000, like other than his rookie card, like, you know, PSA 10s of a, the modern era, you're just like, holy crap. That's so if you're in comic books, the modern comic books, if you can find one that's less than even 4,000, you're just off your rocker. And we're not even talking, like, we're just talking the really good condition ones, never mind out there in the world, right? So when they do a variant cover, it wouldn't be even worth a company to a variant cover of just one, like a thousand, right? So think about it. It's going to take Stern the exact same amount of time to make $512,000 pins or whatever. I don't know what they are in the States. I think they're like, here the uh, and Ellie's like 13 grand or whatever, right? Um, and I don't even know because I've never even looked into a pros 8,500, maybe a premium's 10,500 and a LE is like 12,000. The point is if they made a thousand, they would still sell out on day one. The value of those pins would still go up. And the only people who might be upset are the old curmudgeon guys who got in early, the old boys club. Those are the only people who'd be upset. Everybody else in the pinball world would be happier because you, you've just cut the legs off the black market. 
Whenever the demand is that much higher than the supply, it creates a black market. It's the same reason why in Canada, marijuana is legal. In Canada, we took 90% 90 of the money away from the bad drug dealers. They don't have money to put women into prostitution anymore. They have to get that money from cocaine or other horrible things for your body. All of the, I mean, you know, anyways, I only have two minutes left here and I want to play part of this awesome Mando song. This is Jimmy Fallon and The Roots, plus tons of other guest stars. Uh, I can't read them all out on here, but Carrie Fisher is even in here. Harrison Ford, Adam Driver. You hear him do the bum, 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 bum. That's him. Anyways, I'm going to play a little bit of this song as like my going away music. Uh, I don't know if they're going to make a thousand LEs. They probably won't. I think CERN every, if you don't increase it by a hundred each time, you should go right to a thousand. Because if you go right to a thousand, you're going to get yellers and screamers for a couple weeks. But you know what? The proof is in the pudding. I guarantee you. Now, maybe not with your next release would you sell it a thousand. But I guarantee mother frickin' to you, they could not only sell out a thousand of these bad boys, they could probably sell out two to three thousand LEs. I don't want them to do that. I think a thousand makes sense. If you can say I've got one of a thousand, it still feels limited to me. So I hope they do this. They cut the legs off the black market and pinball. We don't see jerks posting machines for 20, 30 grand. And uh, Mr. Zach Many, I did click on the Pinball Network right before I went to record this. Listen to maybe the first two minutes of the Pinball Show. So glad to hear Dennis back. Can we just can we just can we just do a Pinball Show every two weeks when Dennis is on, or or just only record whenever Dennis is available? No, I'm just kidding. Just no more delts. We're done with delts. But my show today was going to be Stern Mando Le will be fifty thousand within two years. I actually think it could be as little as a year. But then I saw that Zach did the twenty thousand by Christmas, which I think he's he's not wrong. I think it'll be twenty thousand with within a month. I, I wouldn't be shocked if with the next day, the next day we see someone put it up for twenty k. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be. Got to play some of the song. Love you, pinball nerds. Can't wait till tomorrow. Lots of fun. Gonna be hitting you with one or two shows tomorrow. It's going to be great. Make sure you sub. Make sure you listen. Have yourself a wild day. And remember... Eat, sleep, and breathe.